Welcome to Soul Rising. We're your hosts, Amy and Erin. We're two everyday mediums who are passionate about taking the woo-woo out of spirituality and bringing it down to earth. So put the kettle on, grab a chair, and join us. Hey everyone! Welcome back! Welcome back! Episode 44! Yeah, this time episode 44. And like, I don't also, I'm just going to sidebar this for a second because my stomach is like grumbling something fierce. So if you guys can hear it or if Scott can hear it, I apologize. It's not spirit. It is my stomach. Okay. If you hear a grumble. You know, what's funny is um, it, it reminds me of last weekend. This is off topic. Um, but last weekend I, um, I did my level one and level two Reiki um, oh, practitioner yes. uh, training and um my my Reiki master that was teaching me said, you know, like it's totally normal afterwards, um, or even during the attunements that we're receiving. Like at the end, um, myself and an, another member in the training like gave each other distance Reiki to each other, like like, uh, kind of like live, like on in the in the Zoom call in the training, and our stomachs were rumbling, like all this like noise in the body, and she's like, that's completely normal as your energy is kind of clearing. I know that you're hungry and that's why you've got that happening, but I just, it just reminded me. That's so funny. And now I'm just going to say every time my stomach is grumbling, it's just an energy clearing. Maybe, right? Maybe. Maybe you never know. Um, I don't have gas. It's just my energy clearing. (laughs) If I have gas, I will tell you guys. (laughs) I will be honest with you. Okay. We have a very open relationship. Yeah, we're not. We're not, we're here to continue the chat about children in spiritual experiences, paranormal experiences. Last week, we talked about um, our experiences as children or with our own children, or, you know, me as a parent, Erin, um, with the children that she's worked with. And that was cool. And so today we're, we have some viewer, some listener stories to share. Can't wait. I'm excited. I don't know about you. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Um, Do you... Do you want me to start with one, one or do you want to start? I have them written down in a notebook because those of you that shared with me sent me voice notes um, in the DMs on Instagram. So I was like in my bed listening, taking notes in my notebook. So yeah, I'm going to read off my notebook. But Erin, yeah, you can go ahead and share. Um, I had one, one listener messaged me on uh, uh, Instagram and just shared that um, as a child, um, they never, she never wanted to go to bed uh, upstairs alone because she claimed to be seeing ghosts. So that, that was really, really cool. I mean, I don't know if other listeners have had similar experiences where maybe they didn't want to go somewhere as a child or their child is, you know, fearful to go in a particular spot. Um, I mean, for me, I did have this thing with the basement, but I, I also think that that's, it wasn't necessarily spirit. It was my, my sort of fear of the dark a bit. Um, and, and the basement was just kind of cold and, and uh, just eerie for me. Um, and uh, she also said, though, that there was another time as a child, and I'm just going to share this because this is from the same uh, listener, um, that she had a really high fever and she saw um, Mother Mary in blue, though she um, just, you know, said, she emphasized, like, there wasn't really... Um, evidence to say that it was Mother Mary, um, but she saw a figure in blue, um, and later she believed it to be Mother Mary. Very cool. Which I thought was really interesting. So she was, um, I think she was 
did I just say this? But she was quite sick. Um, and she saw uh, a figure. So I don't know. I think, Amy, too, you had shared, too, that you had a similar experience, right? When you... It was not with Mother Mary. But it was not with Mother Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I was sharing um, when we took our little interlude in between uh, episodes here. Um, and I and I had read what Erin was going to share about her, her listener who was sharing about Mother Mary. I was like, that reminds me of a story, but it certainly was. Um, I never perceived this as being spirit, but it's just kind of like a funny story. When I was a kid, I had chicken pox. And uh, my mom's always told me that as a kid, anytime that I was, anytime I would run a temperature, that I would hallucinate. Um, and so... Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's just something that I've always been told. When I have a fever, I hallucinate. So I had chicken pox. I remember laying on the living room couch, kind of resting, watching TV here and there. And um, I hallucinated. I saw um, the character from Cheetos, like the Chester the Cheetah, <laughs> in like all his orange glory, um, coming down the stairs towards me. And I know it freaked me out. And I still remember this experience Um as feeling so real to me, I was like, it was as if, you know, maybe a mascot of Chester the Chino was in my actual living room. Like, that's how real it seemed to me. I, do I think that spirit? I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> Who knows? I right? said, you, you never know. I said to Amy, maybe it was like, it was spirit. It was one of your guides, but they were showing themselves into something that you were like very familiar with so that you would be comfortable. Maybe, but I, it also terrified me. I will tell you that. I would be less terrified if I saw my guide walk down or like an elderly relative, right? Because this was actually after the near-death experience. So, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did your mom say that you would hallucinate after your near-death experience? I don't know because I was I was so young. I was like six. So I don't know if Call I Call her up. <laughs> Get her on the phone. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I'll ask her. I'll ask her. I just know. Yeah, that would be interesting. And I think my siblings do too. I think she's, I think what I've heard is like my siblings and I just seem to hallucinate every time we have high fevers. So I was sharing with Aaron that like my little guy, my six-year-old um, was running a fever last night. I think he's got like that back to school cold and uh, knock on wood that the rest of us don't get it. And uh, he was running a fever and I was like, oh God, what kind of night is tonight going to be? Is we're, are we going to be hallucinating? <laughs> are you going to see the Cheeto man? <laughs> You know, I did, I did real quickly before you go on to your, the listener stories uh, that you shared, it did that story, um, as soon as she said it to me, made me think of another story from my friend. And I, I, I hope it's okay to share this. I think it is. Um, I'm not going to give anything away. And I also don't think he's, <laughs> he's listening. Um, but if you are, I'm sorry. And I hope this is okay. Um, but shared with me that his sister actually had a seizure one time. Um, and during the seizure, she was saying that she kept seeing a lady in red in a red dress. You know, what's wild that you're bringing up a seizure is that my middle son that we've already talked about in the last episode, he, so he, it seems like my kids, like I haven't ever noticed them hallucinate or they haven't told me about it, but it seems like something where my kids, like if they get a fever, it will be a really high fever and then it will break and they'll like be well, like, which actually I've heard is like a good thing. Right. But, um, when he was two, he kind of had the snuffle, sniffle, snuffles. He had the sniffles. He wasn't feeling 100% well. And I remember kind of bringing him into bed with me for the night because, you know, I wanted to keep an eye on him. And I woke up in the middle of the night to like movement in the bed that was almost jerky. And it rem my initial thought, I remember thinking, oh God, is he vomiting in the bed? Right? Because it was that kind of like movement. So I got up and turned the light on and he was having a seizure and his 
eyes were like like blinking super rapidly. His whole body was convulsing. So I, I called 911 because I was terrified. Uh, they we ended up having to we took an ambulance, all those things, just to make sure that he was that he was good. But they said it was a febrile seizure. So, um, huh. yeah, which side note, febrile seizures, what I learned from this experience is that it's not necessarily the, like how high the temperature is. It's how quickly your temperature goes from normal to high. So if it happens really quickly, that's how your body uh, goes into. Yes. Yeah. And he's never wow. had another one, but I always like, if he has a temperature, I just am proactive and I like give him air on the side of caution. I give him, yeah. Some sort of Tylenol Advil kind of thing, just so he's, we don't have to worry about that potentially happening, but yeah, it's just, I was thinking about it as we were talking about fevers and then you brought up seizures. So I'm like, got to share that one. You never know yeah, what your yeah, intuitive downloads. Like if there's a reason that that comes in, like maybe somebody's is going to be listening. is going to be like, oh, needed to hear that or <laughs> yeah you never know it's true it's true you never know like we say we always give it anyways yeah I, one of the one of the listeners actually that I'll talk about soon that shared some stories uh she was sharing last night how she was listening to our Q&A recently episode and I believe it was Ada she was talking about some sort of church or I, I don't remember she was sharing that and then my listener who lives in Pennsylvania so another part of the world it was like, I was listening to that driving and I'm literally like, you know, like, I don't remember if she said she was passing the same church, but in Pennsylvania, because there's an area in Pennsylvania that is um, like uh, a lot of uh, Polish heritage and it's, yeah. Oh, so she was pastoring like maybe the same dom- denomination. It was the same, the same, yeah, like church, but like where she was. And she's like, as I was driving by listening to her talk about that on your q and I'm literally in the same area as the one here. So she's like, I thought that was kind of neat. And then she said, uh, I'm like, I'm so glad I have you to talk about to these th- about these things with because nobody else would believe it. Like, it's just insane. And then yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like, we were, what are the chances? Yeah, we were kind of I said, you know what I kind of think? I think that as you become more aware I think the thought creates, right? I talk about this all the time. I do think thought creates. And I think what happens with synchronicities especially is you will say like hear that and then you'll see something. There'll be some sort of synchronicity. And for me, what I think that the purpose of that is, is one, to show the interconnectivity of all things and two, to show how powerful your thoughts are. I think that if you're hearing something and you're kind of open and aware to the laws of the universe you know the laws of attraction and manifestation all those things I think your thought can literally like create and find that synchronicity for you and I think for me it's a way to go like see this is how powerful you are this is how powerful you are like your thought creates now here here's the synchronicity I agree actually this is that's yeah I mean we won't get too into it but I kind of think that will tie in a little bit to the next two weeks of our, of our episodes of what we're going to be um, talking about. That's really cool. Okay, cool. Love it. Synchronicities. Um, You were talking about fear a little bit with a, um, a child, I think there a second ago. I wanted to share. Yeah. She was fearful to go upstairs. Yeah. Or to bed. Um, I wanted to share a really quick share from one of our listeners. So when her child was very young, she said, she can't remember his exact age, but he was like just kind of learning to talk. So pretty young. Um, They were outside and his father was talking to somebody like in a van in front of their house. And he kind of like approached them 
and immediately got terrified, started screaming you um, that the man had shot and killed him. You shot and killed me and was screaming bloody murder. And every they were all freaked out. And they're like, what is happening? And so my viewer, she actually asked her child last night, hey, do you remember this? And he did not remember it. But their kind of intuition at the time was, I think this is some sort of past life thing. Like, I think these two have yeah. sort of run in before. And this little guy was just immediately like, oh, like, you're the bad guy, right? Like, I don't know, but I thought that was wild. Um, or like, maybe somebody, like, it, he looked maybe similar to somebody in a past life. That reminds me of, remember that time that I was, did I share this? I was, I don't know, in my teens, early teens, Okay. And there was a, uh, I think it was like a CSI show. There was like a murder show. Okay. It was like just a TV show. Um, and something was happening to this woman. Okay. And it like, and it hit me like in a very, I was not as young as this listener's child, but it hit me in a very real way. Like I remember I started screaming. My friend was with me. I was with my dad and I was like yelling at my dad. And because he was like, Aaron, what? it's okay. You're okay. And I was like, you don't know what it's like being a woman. You have no idea. And I just like was screaming. I said, look at, and I was screaming. And because it really, like, I thought that that maybe had happened to me. Something similar or something triggered that response from seeing that. So maybe something similar happened to her child of like seeing him triggered something in in him that caused that reaction because yeah. he was so young right and like she said he was just speaking so like to be like you shot and killed me you did like that's wild yeah 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 I thought that was wild too um so that was one share and then there's another one um okay so let's I'm just gonna look at this here so she said in 1979 her parents moved to a home that had been built in the 20s 1920s um and she uh, used to kind of go up into the attic space and there was all this old, um, what did she say? Like typewriter, like a really old fashioned typewriters um, and paper and stationery and all kinds of things like that, that would have kind of been from that 1920s like era. And she used to go up there and she was fascinated. She'd play all the time. And her mom actually said it was almost like she was never scared. She wanted to spend all her time up there. But it was almost as if she was somebody was teaching her how to use things because oh, I got she knew as a little kid, like how to use all of the stuff up there. And so as she got older, she started to inquire with her parents, like, what's the history of the house? Like, who lived here before? Like, what's what's the story? And they told her that. Um, uh, let me see. She started asking questions about the history, who owned it. And she was told he was a well-known copywriter for like a very major newspaper in this area of the United States. Um, and she had a deep knowing that she had been with him. He had been with her in spirit in the attic that whole time. And it was almost like showing her the ropes of how to use things. Now, something else that was wild to her was that, her parents had met him 
like six months previous to them actually buying the house. So apparently they had gone and I, I, I apologize if this is wrong, but I think this is what she said. She had, they had gone to see the house and like met this older man, he was living. And then like six months later, he would have passed and his son sold the house to her parents. So she was like two years old at this time, but she remembers meeting the man, the old man. And her mom was like, there's no way because you know, it was like six months before he passed that we actually bought it. And you were too, like, how would you ever remember this interaction? But she's like, no, I know him. I've met him before. So now like as an adult, she can see that this is likely that she was experiencing his spirit. Um, and then as an adult, she had her friend kind of look up his genealogy um, and his life. And a lot of things that she knew about him was validated. Um, oh my God. Right. And she, and then as she was sharing this story with me last night, she started to smell, right? Like this would be Claire aliens, menthol. And she's like, oh, he's here with me right now as I'm speaking. I'm getting my arm ears are standing up. She smelled menthol out of nowhere in her living space. Um, so that's the first story she shared with me. I don't know if you have I, any thoughts, reactions. I just, my, the whole left side of my body is like goosebumps. Is tingling, and also I have I wasn't sitting on it, but my foot is weirdly asleep. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't sitting on it. I don't think I was doing anything. Like, why does that happen? Is that is that spirit or is that like just my body? I don't know, but that was that's wild to me. So she just had this deep inner knowing, like, yeah, I am familiar with him, even if maybe I shouldn't be familiar with him. Like, maybe I didn't actually meet him, but like I did. Um, yeah. And when the person that is so cool to like have that and like, obviously, yeah, to have that familiarity with him. Like she's, she was like, no, I, I met him. Yeah. Like a, she's like a few, a few times. Right. And that's why she got the person to look up the genealogy. Cause she's like, no, like these are the things I know about him. And then they turned out to be true. So I thought that was super cool. Um, another thing she shared that's also kind of history based. So this is a listener um, who is super into history as well. Yes. Well, we know the two are so in sync, right? You yes, can have spirit I believe, without the history. I believe, yeah, I believe that for sure. And I think it's interesting too that like, you know, he would have been sh like showing her the history of his like how he did things like he was it was there's a historical lens with with that story as well and then they went to um when she I think she was like 11 she told me they went to Monticello which is I had to look this up afterwards it's this um uh, a plantation where Thomas Jefferson um a Thomas Jefferson cool yeah and um they went there as a family I think for like a, a trip or sightseeing or what have you and I think there was like she was in a certain place with her parents and then she kind of like took off, which was unusual in its, in itself. Right. Cause she's like, I'm in an unfamiliar place, but like I left my parents. Um, and I was like, I have to go here. And she, she knew exactly where to go. She kept saying she had to go to the orchard. I think she said, and she just found her way there as if she had been there before. She just knew exactly how to get there. So she shared that story as well because she's always kind of been fascinated, had a connection with Je Thomas Jefferson and the history of it. So she's like, isn't it interesting? Because it felt as if I had literally been there before and I found my way quite easily. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that I love so it too. Much. I love it. And I love the name, Monticello. 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 Um, now her child, she shared that uh, a quick little story that uh, when he was in daycare, when he was quite young, the um, daycare kind of 
provider teacher had sent her a video of her son like looking in a certain direction, laughing, you know, like as if to ha they're having an interaction with someone and um, the, the, the daycare provider was kind of like, I need to take a video of this and send it to his mom because it's like, he's literally having a, uh, like an interaction with someone. And she shared that that was something that happened very often when he was little in his crib and, you know, in the car and different things like that. And um, she feels intuitively that he's hanging out with her dad who is in spirit. So yeah, I thought that. And I hear that kind of stuff often in client readings. I don't know if you've ever bring that kind of stuff where like I will bring up, say, like somebody's parent, like mom or dad in spirit, and they'll bring up their grandchild. I'm like, hey, like they are with them when they are in the crib. And I'll like bring up aspects of the room or things in the room. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're having conversations. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I find Even like, with like animals too. Yes. Yeah. Spirit animals. Yeah. And I feel like people like but the clients like when I bring this stuff through they're like I knew it I knew it I had this intuitive sense that she was talking to my mom but I I love to point stuff that, like uh, like that out because I'm like you do know we always know we know we just talk ourselves out of it <laughs> yeah but we know there's a reason you intuitively feel like that it's not wishful thinking nope Amy and I are just here we're the validators that's it mm -hmm. yeah um now, do you have any more stories to share? You want me to keep going? No, but I, oh, I do. Okay, while you're looking for the next story, I do have this uh, interesting thing that just happened. I, if you're watching, you probably just saw me like just check my my phone real quick because we literally were just talking about Ida, Ada, sorry, and she messaged me, and that is cool because that was a story about synchronicities, and her ears must be ringing. So I just wanted to share that. That's pretty friggin' awesome. Synchronicity. Sorry. Yeah. The interconnectivity of all things. Another message I received was from um, a lovely listener uh, in Spain. And she wanted to share that her friend's son almost passed away at birth. Like, I don't know the... I don't know what happened, if there was a difficult birth process or what, but she just shared that he had almost passed away at birth. Um you know, as he, as he started to grow up and develop, uh, he was diagnosed with being on the autism spectrum. And, um, she wanted to share that point because for her, she feels intuitively like there is a connection with kids that are maybe on the spectrum or just neurotypical, um, that feels or neurodivergent. Yes. Sorry. That's what I meant. Yes. Um, neurodivergent feels like connected to consciousness and connected to expansion of consciousness. Right. And so she's like, I intuitively feel like, like that's the case. Right. But she was also sharing that he's always kind of been looking out of the corner of his eye and like it kind of interacting again, like the other viewer was sharing, interacting with someone laughing at somebody um, just always seems to be like operating at a different level. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask how you, how you feel because you've worked with kids on the spectrum. Yeah. 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 Actually, I love that this is coming up because I was like, Oh, maybe I can talk about this experience. And it looks like I can synchronicities. <laughs> I, uh, just recently, um, the other day, uh, one of our students, um, so I work with, so all the students, um, I work with are on the autism spectrum in some, some, uh, form or in some spectrum, right? It's a spectrum. Um, and um, one of the students, uh, as we were walking um, out to like go greet her parents, um, 
She kept looking back, looking back. And my coworker was the one to say, who, why are you looking back? And she's not looking at, um, or she's just looking at it. It's like somebody else was coming with them. And she goes, is there a ghost? You know, like kind of jokingly. And in my mind, I thought, yeah, there probably for sure is. Like she sees something for sure. Cause um, I mean, it's not, it's not uncommon right for um kids on the autism spectrum like eye contact is is difficult can be difficult for some for some uh folks right um but it wasn't that at all she was just definitely there was something that caught her her eye so i thought that was really interesting yeah yeah we've had this question before and i feel like we could maybe do a whole episode on it in the future um about you know maybe um kids on the autism spectrum or you know that have adh and adhd diagnosis like if what our thoughts are on that connected to consciousness connected to spirituality so i feel like um that's probably a whole other episode that we could talk a lot more on I'll, we'll make a note of it and um you know, something that we'll speak about in the coming coming months um, cause I feel like there's a lot to that, but yeah, I, I just had met shared with her that I agree. I do believe there's, there's a connection there. It's like, just kind of being aware of, of something beyond what maybe most of us are aware of. Yeah, yeah. Because I think all it is, is, uh, it's, it's just a different way of, of, of thinking, right. And viewing the, the world and perceiving, um, yeah, I keep hearing different frequency, different frequency. I wouldn't surprise me at all that they're on a different frequency. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've kind of had the thought sometimes, you know, especially with um, children that are on the spectrum and, and are nonverbal, like if, you know, that may be in some way because, you know, the frequency that they're operating on, there's no need for words, like it's mm -hmm. more telepathic. And so, well, and we know that that's exactly like spirit it's all telepathic. Yeah. So it's almost like they're coming in as kind of, for lack of better words, like the pioneers in some sort for this new consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there's already that awareness. Yeah. 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 I think it's fascinating. And I, I definitely feel like we should talk about that um, at a later episode. Yeah. Uh, the last story that I have to share. So there's a couple from the same person again. The first one was when she was a young child um, and her grandpa had passed away and she was in her room at night um, and saw, um, like a, her grandpa's figure in a shadowy shadow, um, kind of aspect that I can relate to because this is I've experienced this too actually with my grandfather, um, and just knew it was her grandpa, like just knew it was his presence in the hallway. Um, I think kids just have this knowing, like they just know it's not a question. It's like no, that's just grandpa. Like they don't have all that like, well, like maybe yeah, there's none of that like that doubt. You <laughs> that doubt? Yeah, they just trust. Yeah you know doing when in mediumship is turning off that logical brain and just being open we're, we're just trusting yeah we're just trusting in the moment um so i thought that was cool and i just wanted to explain like so for me when and i validated this with her too like sh seeing the shadow it's something that you do see objectively like with your own eyes it's not like in your mind's eye but um yeah, it's just this knowing that comes in. So I remember seeing my grandpa, I was not a child, I was I think 30 or something, I was quite upset about something. And I saw the shadow, like shape, it, I don't know how to describe it, it just looked like a shape, it was the same stance, the same body shape, everything as my grandfather 
had been, and this would have been like a year, six months after he passed away, uh, same height, everything. And I just had this intuitive knowing that that was him and he was just coming to lend his support in some way. Um, so that was an experience she had as a child. And then when she was a little bit older, I think she said like 10 or 11, she was um, with her family in their home and she kept going, can you smell that? Can you smell the roses? It was as if she had like roses right underneath her nose. And she's like, can you smell the roses in here? And her family are like, no, like you're crazy. There's no, there's not even any flowers in the house. And then they found out that her, I think, I believe she said her great aunt, it was a great aunt, but Rose passed away. Yeah. Whoa. So the way that she would come through. The way that she came through. Yeah. And sometimes it's funny because I'm relating that to sometimes how, especially recently I've had um, flower names come in from spirit and very often. And one of the most common ways they've shown me as of lately has been with the rose. So I'll get like the flower, but I'll know it's not like saying I liked this flower or you'll know it's a name. It's a name. It's like, there's a name. So I will say, okay, she's showing me a, a rose and this is my symbol for a, a like kind of floral name. So I, and I'll, and I'll say, and then I, I came out with the, th there's three. I was like, Rose, Daisy, Iris, Iris, Iris. And they were like, it's Iris. Like, you know, which is not a common name either. So yeah, it just, that's really cool. See, that's another like example of that, like spirit and the way they, they communicate and work with us is constantly changing. It's always shifting. There's no one right way that it's, it's, yeah, it's cool. I freaking love it. They assist in our like edu spiritual education. I feel like. Oh yeah, a thousand percent. Um, the last one I wanted to share, I thought was really cool, and she said it's the one that kind of stands out the most to her as an adult. She was sixteen. Um, she had just like new driver. She was driving. Um, she sings, and so she was like a wedding singer. She was she was hired to be a wedding singer for a wedding, and she was driving to get there, and she was on this road. Um. I feel like she said it was unfamiliar and it was mostly treed. It's not like there's houses and businesses. Uh, she's driving and she's like stressed about getting there, about timing, worried about letting the people down, almost felt like a little bit like, am I lost? Like, I, I don't know where I'm going. Um, so she prayed in this moment, like, please um, help me find my way so I can get there on time. So I don't let these people down. Um, and then within moments above, she's, I think she said 50 feet ahead of her, something like that, ahead of her there was a man seemed to appear out of nowhere. Now he was far enough away that she shouldn't have been able to see his eye color, but she knew he had the brightest blue eyes and he smiled this beautiful, friendly smile. And he just kept pointing a direction with his arm kind of like over his head. And she's like, okay. And she, then she like drove past and he's gone. And she's like looking in her rear view mirror. She's looking the, the, you know, side mirrors. And she's like, he's not there anymore. Like, where would he have gone? Like, there's nowhere, there was nowhere to go. There's um, nowhere to go. And then like in the direction, like as she drove a little bit in the direction, he pointed, there was another road. She pulled down that road and there was a convenience store. She got out. The lady that was in there was like, oh, you must be such and such the wedding singer. And she was like, yeah. And she's like, hop in, I'm heading there now. Or like, follow me, I'm heading there now. I'll take you there. And so she found her way. She found her direction. And so she intuitively said to me that she feels like that was an expression of Archangel Michael. Because that's who she prayed to. That's who she, oh, so cool. Yeah. So cool. I love that. 
I love having chats like this because it really normalizes experiences too. Like that everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to share. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's like I have I have some ideas that I want, I'm going to work. Maybe we can talk about too after as a way to like maybe share more stories um, from you guys. But um, I love that. That was amazing. Thank you so much, everybody who submitted their stories and and took the time to share and reach out. Like I I wanted we want to share more. Yeah, yeah, we love it. So send them our way. Yeah. 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 Let's keep normalizing this experience. I know we're getting close to the end here, but I just, I just, I don't know. Do you want to share like, what are some things, do you have any like tips or advice that you could give people that have children or work with children that are, I mean, other than just like allow them to speak and allow it without judgment. All right. Is there anything else yeah. you want to share? I mean, I would say, you know, Obviously, you know, don't force your child to, you know, maybe uh, say, do you have any past life experiences or anything, you know, just kind of let it. Yeah, I think it will uh, let it happen organically. Go with it. Um, just I I really think that the best thing that people can do is what we talked about and just to be supportive and create that openness, that space, that safe space for them, um, because I know that I definitely um, personally benefited from having that open and safe space as a child and that kind of freedom of expression. Um, you know, my, uh, my parents, I think because they were very much like told, this is what you have to do, do this, do this. There was like a way to do things that I think they wanted to go against the grain. Um, and I, uh, very much benefited from having that open, uh, kind of household, um, to be able to, I was very fortunate to have that you know, I know not a lot of people uh, are as fortunate. Um, so I would say, you know, making sure that we're just creating that space for communication and, and talking about stuff like this, like what we're doing here, maybe with normalizing these experiences. Absolutely. I think that's really important. And, you know, and it's, it's a commonality actually with, with people that I work with sometimes that I will kind of validate their own intuitive connection or their own experiences um, through bringing them through like as a third party. And then, you know, and they will share with me maybe some childhood conditioning, some trauma, some religious trauma, you know, like things in which they were um, not validated in which they were told like, this is wrong. You need like, no, 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 no. Like stop. I, I, I don't want to get too personal, but I do know of one person that shared with me that uh, their parents would have taken them, um, to a priest and um, the priest would have kind of tried to get the demon out of them, you know, because she was experiencing intuitive experiences because she felt her grandmother come through her to her at night once after she had passed or would have a dream and knew that her grandmother had passed overnight. And that was that equaled demon. Right. So I am not like, I'm not coming across as judgmental, but anybody's religious beliefs, but I'm just saying you can see how that would shut somebody down uh, of their own experiences and make them feel crazy. Right. Cause this person is now, you know, much older in life and is like, Hmm, maybe I'm not so crazy, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it makes me think of like all the, um, 
um, like mental health institutions that existed way back when that actually didn't get shut down until quite recently, right? I think that there was one that was still open in the 90s, but people would literally send uh, their children who maybe didn't fit this mold, you know, the, the into society or, you know, it really wasn't uncommon too for some parents to lock their kids away um, in an attic, right? Because they were different. What is a conversion? There's still conversion therapy that exists today, which is just infuriating. And that to me, I don't care what you believe. I don't believe that is, that's terrible and harmful and bullshit. That's, that's what I say to that. Okay. So, and, uh, I'm sorry, but if, you know, so it's, it's nor it's, I think it's no different when we do things like that. Um, than some of these institutions that existed and some still exist today doesn't it kind of reminds me i know we're getting close to time and it's funny because the first time i looked down it said 35 35 and then i just looked down it said 39 39 so we're getting some synchronous angel numbers there synchronicities it reminds me of like the bio the biography i read with uh, ram das being ram das and he was sharing about his older brother who was also quite spiritual but like was really he was kind of explaining how there's a, like when you're opening up spiritually, especially in the way that he did right um, through taking, you know, um, different um, drugs and things like that. Like it can kind of like, sometimes it can be too much. Like it's almost like you're thrown into something that you're just, your soul is just not ready for. But he was kind of sharing that his brother, how spiritual his brother was. His brother actually um, had spent time in and out of a mental institution um, because he thought he was Jesus. Um, and he was sharing like that his brother's expression with spirituality was coming from that ego identity. And so it, that was the thing that was causing him so much harm in his life. And, um, you know, it's, it's more about like, yes, you are an expression of God. You are this divine. Yes. But the ego wants to separate it to say like, like I am Jesus, right. Rather than like, we all are divine so it was like the ego was getting in the way there but uh yeah which again is going to tie in to the next one yeah so that's a good segue let's let's end it there <laughs> uh, thank you again for listening for sharing all your stories if you ever have any more happy to share please them. yeah yeah Love this. please send them Love to it. us um okay take good care see you next week guys bye bye if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and tune in each week as we dish on all things spiritual. Don't forget to like, comment on what you would like to hear us talk about next and subscribe.